Welcome to another episode of The Blind Spot, a safe space for blind and visually impaired individuals to share their stories and life experiences. I'm Kayla Aliquin. And I'm Melissa Altador. So I know it's been... A month. (laughs) I know. It's been a whole month. Yeah, since our last episode um, when we did family dynamics and dating. And I just want to say that, you know, we've gotten quite a response. You know, our analytics are going up. Yes, and we're... Very, very grateful for that. Um, during that month, you know, um, Kayla has been enjoying her new job. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, it's it's been three months, almost three, mo- three, three months, months now. Already. It'll yeah. be three months on the twentieth. Yeah. So today is the today's the eighth, the the tenth actually. Yes. When we're you know we're yes. publishing this episode. Hurting. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been really good for you know my routine and i love i have a good team of co-workers there so it's been really good for me so that's awesome that's awesome yeah. and you know i've been busy as well um you know i have dental appointments and of course my other side job that i'm doing yeah. so it's just been a lot but we're glad to be back and yeah. recording and we are grateful for all the questions and responses that we're getting so thank you guys yeah and um Last week, I was also sent questions from some people, and we're going to tackle some of them because some of them have to do with um, our past episodes when we did um, labeling and managing medications and, family all, and family, family dynamics. dynamics as well. So yeah. we'll and the date and our last one, too, which is family dynamics yes, and, and dating. dating. <laughs> and there are some that we're going to touch on a little bit later, but um, we're going to take the time to answer some of these right now. Yep. Um, okay, Kayla, you want to start with question two? Yeah, so one of the questions is, what do I need to put into place to keep myself safe while being transported somewhere? And I think that's a very important question, especially if you're taking paratransit or, or any kind public of paratransit. Transit. Yeah. yeah, either way, it's very important to know, especially if you're carrying a lot of things yeah. with you, please be mindful. That's one thing. Sometimes because I've, had like i'm in the safest car in the world and i had my phone stolen before i've had things taken without my knowledge and we stress we can't stress that enough we want you to be safe while traveling whether it's and i've lost (laughs) i've lost my toiletry bag coming back from florida (laughs) in 2021 so it's not it's not the best feeling in the world to in in it it's in a situation where you're especially you're in airport security that happens so quickly Things happen very fast, and so you really have to be aware. Okay, so um, I'll pose this question. So what can off, what tips, I should say, can we offer to our listeners that can help mitigate that situation in any situation, whether it's going from one place to another, how much things to carry with you depending on your day? So I think we should start with that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you know what? If you're going to work, because I go to work, I take uh, – I guess you would call it a, a briefcase kind of thing. Like a, it's not a backpack. It's probably where I, I take my lunch, my my coffee, my uh my I transportation money because it's cash only with our paratransit system here in New York. So, um, and of course your wallet. You know, carry, carry your your bank card, your phone, your headphones because I'm gone from seven in the morning till about. 7 30 8 o'clock at night sometimes and so just when it comes to cash take what you need for the day 
I would not carry, especially in New York City, if you live in New York City or work in New York City like I do, that's very important. And of course, I have my I have a little key card to go to work to open the door to work. So it's um just just take what you need. Of course, your lunch, your cardigan, your umbrella if it, if you know it's going to rain, just have a briefcase with that most the most essential stuff with you. And also when you're on paratransit or public transit or Uber or whatever you use to go someplace, if you have a smartphone and Google Maps, I had to do this um, recently, is turn your Google Maps on. Put put the ad- program your address to work or wherever you need to go or your home, which I would have all those programmed. <laughs> um, navigate, turn on the navigation to wherever you're going. That way you know if the driver rerouted. I mean, because sometimes with paratransit on the highways, they can't take certain highways. They have to take the side streets. Especially if there's a lot of traffic. Like in New York City, we have, you know, Labor Day um, had just passed. And And of course, school started here in New York. So (laughs) So everything's kind of back to normal. So you definitely, for those of you who do live in the New York City area, um, it's good to have that because you'll know when... um, Especially if you're traveling, um, they'll kn- you'll definitely know if they're rerouted or anything. Especially if you have your look, yeah. have your location maps on Google, whatever you use. Yeah. Google, uh, I think it's it's, it's the one of the best. It's more it's it's very useful if you yeah. have Google Maps. Mm-hmm. I I I program where my my the address to my work and my home and any place that I frequently go to. That way, okay, I know where I'm at at all times and. If your parents want to know where you are at all times, there's also Life360 or um, for Android. I know for a lot of Android users and mm-hmm. things like that, Life360 is good also for them to know where you are. And it's also good for you, too, to know what street you're on. Cause, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh. And you're, you know when you have – I have a very little vision. So, like, I'm so used to certain landmarks, and I was so used to the blue – city bike racks and they took them away oh yeah my job oh wow they took them away they did that yeah just recently they did that and so the monday going to work i'm like you're here the driver's like you're here i'm like what i didn't even recognize where the hell i was (laughs) so yeah that that's the worst feeling in the world i'm like you sure this is 110 like yeah this is jbi i'm like Oh okay. no! <laughs> it's it, it was so bright. It was kind of bright. So it was kind of like when you're so used to landmarks, mm-hmm. visual landmarks, and they take it away for whatever it, reason. It it throws you off balance. We've we've had that situation. I've I know I've had that situation, especially if you're so used to seeing those of you who are visually impaired. If you're so used to seeing those landmarks and you know mm-hmm. exactly where you are, and to have them either be removed or anything like that, it's it's crazy so i understand her frustration very well (laughs) yeah that's why i'm like okay and then another situation was the driver had to drop off someone and they passed i didn't realize my mom called me she's like you know that you you i I got a notification that you got home like three minutes ago i'm like what i didn't even realize (laughs) i'm like so she's like you know i just have the the google maps we recommend having the google maps on just if, the, if you know that they did pass, I'm like, you can either tell the driver, like, you know, you're passing my house. Like, because mm-hmm. they don't, a lot of them don't pay attention, apparently. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, my other question, since we're on this topic right now, what are um, some ways to 
make sure the driver knows where you're going without, you know, being rude or disrespectful or um, how can we make sure that our listeners, you know, um, ask safely where they're going or if they make sure that they know where they're going. And also what happens if they miss a place, but they just drop you off. Like, yeah, which happens very often to some people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, usually, especially now that, you know, fall is here and the sundown is Is getting earlier. earlier. Yes. (laughs) And I I know I'm going to have a lot of those now that I'm working. So Mm -hmm. it, Usually when it comes to going to my house, I would tell the driver if there's two Toyota cars in the driveway. So if you have any landmark, of course they move, but if you can give the driver any landmarks to indicate. Or as much description of where you live as possible. Yeah. That also helps. Because a lot of times, sometimes they can't see the numbers, like especially yeah, around I here, know. they can't <laughs> see the numbers. Even where night. I live too, like in um, where I live in Queens Village, they have a I don't understand it. A lot of drivers I've encountered don't like either they can't see it or they just like they're like, where is it? Where? I'm like, you so pack, what I do is I give them and a the description houses, of yeah. the house. Yeah. So that way um, they know exactly where to go and they know, um, you know, if I say, oh, it's it has a white fence or it has two little birds like um stone birds in the front they're like oh okay it's that house okay yeah but try to give your driver as much of a description as possible yeah as much as possible and um since (laughs) now i can answer this question also if okay if there's a situation where there's a language barrier and this is very 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 important i can't stress that enough if there is a language barrier between you and your driver, if you know someone personally that speaks the same language as them, if you know them personally and they're trying to find your destination or location that you're either going or returning from, try to contact them because it actually saves a big headache. And that's another way of you being safe while traveling. Because sometimes, um, because we have, you know, here in the New York City area, we have a lot of the broker services. They're horrible. Let me tell you. They're They're really horrible. I've never had, I don't, because they don't come to my area. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, one of my coworkers, she's doing a 12 week um, work experience training and she's been having a lot of problems with broker and where they don't come out for her so what would you do what would you advise someone okay so all right so if you are totally blind right and you are and you're using a broker service well it's cut paratransit in general if you use paratransit but they provide broker services which i think was it's horrible it's it's the disclaimer it's the worst idea they ever had just putting it out there but um, what I would advise is, I mean, you're obviously going to encounter people that are going to be hostile towards you, especially when you're trying to get home or you're trying to get to either to work or to a social event or a doctor's appointment or whatever it is. Um, 
what I would suggest is once you know what your pickup time is, I would suggest start calling immediately. I would. Or if what I do is too, if you have a smartphone and especially, I don't know if it will be helpful with Android, but I know <laughs> I have an iPhone mm-hmm. and I have the, my MTA app. And yes. Yeah. Um, I think it does work for both Android and um, iPhone, iPhone users. Yeah. So um, if you can get all you need is an email and a password to log in and you can also book your trips online. online. That helps. But that also it helps the problem to a point, but you still run into the same situation. So yeah. what I would advise is um, to call that direct number that they have and yeah, like, and a lot of the times, which customer service has really gone downhill, but there will have be someone who actually, because what I always say to them too is, hey, can you contact the driver for me to be like, hey, I'm outside, I'm waiting for you. Yeah. Can you, you know, a lot of times, eight times out of 10, it will be done, but also it's good for you to stay on top of your trips because yeah. that way, um, you know, you can get to wherever you need to on time. Yeah. And safely, of and course. And safely, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So I think um, any other tips we can give in tackling this question? Um, yeah, the Google Maps and the, you know, physical landmarks, descriptions well, for your destination where you're going to is very important so um we'll also be talking about travel a little more when we talk about independent living and also um you know how like how to especially when we tackle mobility as well so we'll go more into detail with that um i know there was another question that our listeners wanted us to answer yeah so um we did our episode on labeling and managing medications and someone had a question how do i label my medication so i don't take the wrong one at the wrong time okay very important i'll I'll take this one um what i would suggest i mean we did talk about that in our previous episodes but for those of you you know who I would like we've spoken before you can use a braille label if you have one um if for those of you who who are totally blind I would you know that that is something that you have to be extremely mindful of because again a lot of the medicine bottles these days like the tops are similar and the bottles and the bottles themselves are similar they're similar as well but if you know specifically what medications you take whether it's over the counter or if it's um or if it's doctor prescribed make sure you separate them have like if you have like a medicine box i know someone personally that has one um i also have one at home where there are like little compartments where um you can separate the bottles. So like, say if you take over the counter, so you take like a leave for headaches, um, allergy medications, things like that, that can be in one section. If you're taking like, um, for those of you who 
are diabetic, if you're, you know, if you're type two, if you're taking pills and insulin, that should be grouped in a similar compartment. If you are type one and you're using insulin hems and all that, you know, the strips and everything, that should also be in a compartment because that way it, you'll know and also label those compartments as well if you can. If you get a box that has them, label each one like, okay, this is, so you know exactly what it is. Like, this is okay. This is my over-the-counter. This is doctor prescribed. This is vitamins. Yes, vitamins too. Those bottles can look very, very similar. If you're taking vitamin supplements, that should be separate. Um, that's if you don't have a medicine cabinet. And even when we spoke about that, if you do have a medicine cabinet, have someone, or if you're taking BRT services, have your instructor help you set up your cabinet yeah. as well. So that way, um, you know where everything is specifically. Yeah. And that way you, cause again, you know what times of the day you take your medication. Yeah. So make sure they're separate. What if they don't? Here's another question. What if they, I mean, what if it needs to be refrigerated? That's another thing. Um, if it needs to be refrigerated, please, 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 please put those types of medications, um, like insulin or anything that has to be refrigerated, put them in the far corner away from any food products anything because you can easily kind of get confused because you know you're going through your fridge you're looking mm -hmm. for something and you're like wait 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 mm -hmm. I'm I'm taking things so have a specific um drawer for your refrigerated medication as or well. just make like a medicine box yeah like a, a small box, box that, that needs to that needs to be refrigerated then put that there as well but always we always go back to playing and I think there is something where it can read um there's uh, the apps that we spoke of yeah you can have someone um read off the medications to you yeah there's Ira Explorer Ira, yeah. Ira Explorer which they're gonna eventually take off the actual Ira the old Ira app okay now it's called Ira Explorer oh wow okay yeah so <laughs> good to know see yeah <laughs> yeah so okay. uh, I think it's the end of the year or something like that that okay. I saw known and also yeah they're gonna take that okay off. perfect so perfect so if you're looking for that I would we would recommend you looking for Ira Explorer definitely so and for Android users um I think they I, or they might have it for Android, Android also. Or either way, um, like I said before, yes, Ira's great. Um, Ira Explorer is awesome. Also, Google Lookout, it reads the labels, and it also, um, but you have to aim the phone correctly, so it yeah. captures the image, and it'll read off um, what medications you have. And any other app that can help you, it'll be worth having yeah and also my favorite super sense really <laughs> yes, good yes. and they um they just had a sale well it's finished already but um they had a sale where the lifetime subscription was like 50 40 i think it was like 50 percent off for the lifetime and um monthly subscription uh and yearly subscription actually so um 
I got the well when they had the first sale of the yearly the lifetime subscription. I got I got on that because oh okay yeah that's pretty cool awesome 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 yeah all right so, so we'll any other tips before we um, move on I think I've pretty much covered all of them if there is something that I le- left out please let Kayla know or let myself know yeah if I left anything yeah you um, can email us, us please we encourage yeah, we that can, yeah the blind spot at gmail.com <laughs> yes so, <laughs> um if, if that's you know we highly encourage that because it, again if I left something out please yeah. please let me know yeah one of us will see it so yeah <laughs> definitely um so we'll move on to someone asked um a question about how to make friends in the visually impaired and totally blind community yeah. so which which, which goes on perfect. to our yeah which that that segues into our next our series next of topics. Uh, topics so um i will answer this and then we will jump right in to the topic at hand um it is the short answer to this question is it's not easy. I'm going to be honest. Um, if you do connect with someone that's going through the same things as you, it's very rare. And Kayla and I will definitely talk about that a little bit more because we'll be talking about our friendship and how that came about. Um, and also um, how we maintained our friendship over the years. So, um, and also, you know, we're going to talk about our own separate experiences of having friends in and out of our lives because it, it happens. Um, but the longer answer is you will meet people. You'll, you're going to go through different phases of your life where you meet different people. It's not just in the community itself, but I've also have sighted friends. So they pretty much understand, you know, a lot of the things that we all go through as, you know, being totally blind or visually impaired or any other disability that you have, you have to meet someone that you're not always going to meet people that are compassionate or have the same as you. But if you do connect with someone um, in that way, then it's great. It's, it's good because you have someone you can talk to, someone you can hang out with, you know, if you have that kind of friendship, you know, and we're going to talk about that too. There's different types of friendships that, Kayla and I both have so we'll definitely talk about that which brings us to our next portion of our relationship series which is friendships um I want to begin by giving a little backstory about me and Kayla a bit we met wow I can't believe it's actually um 24 four years? years now yeah which is I, yeah, insane <laughs> and, it went so fast I'm like, yeah oh my God. and disclaimer w- these types of friendships don't last a long time around the community and i'm sure you all have dealt with friendships like that but mm-hmm. kayla and i's friendship is one of the longest friendships i ever had i have more but she's definitely one of the longest you know, deep, meaningful friendships that I've had. We met on September 7th, as we said in our introductory episode. We met on September 7th, 1999. I think it was September 15th. Yeah, September 15th, 1999. So, like, um, my first impression of Kayla was that she was just so outgoing. She was a little shy, I will say. But 
I got her talking a bit. So we kind of connected on that kind of level. Like, the first thing I spoke about, I think, was music. Yeah. If I remember. Yeah, I think it was you and yeah, another, was another another girl. Friend, yeah, yeah, who I'm still friends with to this Singing day. pop cult Britney yeah. Spears we and... Were, oh, my God. <laughs> on so backpacks. <laughs> yeah, oh so, like, we, um, you know, when we met, we were all on the same bus together going to school. So to make our bus ride a little more interesting is because you know i'm a big music head like i love music yeah me too i'm very particular about my artists but i love music so like i don't know what idea popped out in my head or what transpired really but we decided to start singing the songs that came out at the time and which was great because it helped us bond more and especially like because going to school is kind of, not to say it was boring, but you want to kind of enjoy the ride of going to school. So. Yeah, because those bus rides are were long. like an hour. Are long. <laughs> the time is so long like, when we're little, but yeah, now it's like. It's, it's crazy. It's, so like like, our, it's like our paratransit it, rides exactly. sometimes. <laughs> so like me and Kayla and a few of our other friends, we just started, you know, jamming out. Listening, like we banged on backpacks, started singing in. That kind of helped us bond as a group in a way because, again, we wanted to kind of enjoy <laughs> um, our rides to school. And it was fun. It was a great time. But like I said, my first initial impression was she was very outgoing. She liked to talk a lot, which I like that in a person that I meet. If we can hold a conversation, especially at the age that she was at the time she yeah, was, I was eight she was eight and I was, eight I was turning 11 yeah. so I was a little bit older at the time yeah. and like that was our first thing that we bonded over we bonded over music like different just different things and as time went on like we really began to because we see each, we used to see each other every day yeah. at school so even though we were in different classes in different but, classes yeah. but we saw each other every day and that also kind of helped me get to know her as a person and as a young kid at the time. And I'm like, oh, she's, you know, she's, she's kind of cool. <laughs> and we just, from there, it we just became friends ever since. Um, as we got older, um, there were things that bonded us even more, like just different things, like dating we didn't really talk like as we became teenagers we talked about dating a little bit it wasn't like it wasn't in like depth. a it wasn't in like depth, depth thing like she'll tell me she she likes someone i'm like oh okay cool you know whatever like our like from after like even before um we because we kept switching schools like we we had to do that yeah. but we always kept in contact with each other we always like i would call her for her birthday yeah. we would always talk for a little bit and she would call me for my birthday which and she would call she would call for thanksgiving oh, yeah, and thanksgiving, christmas, christmas <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and new year's and of new course year's, yeah that was the fun part like mm-hmm. staying up as a t- 12 year old calling your best friends on the that was like mm-hmm. the best thing yeah. to do at the time like it was so much fun and as I went on to junior high school and high school, like, we still, like, people were surprised that we still kind of kept in contact for that amount of time. Because sometimes when you have a friendship like that, sometimes it fades in and out or 
things get in the way. So you don't, you know, things happen. Life happens. So, like, when people ask, like, oh, my God, you two have been friends that long? We're like, yeah, because we, we've kept in contact. We talk a lot. <laughs> like, our conversations are, like, an hour because we don't see each other often. Yeah. So, like, we'll talk about different things. And, you know, um, when Kayla started the Teen Lighthouse program, I was actually leaving, which was crazy. I think it was your last year, right? Yeah, it was right? my last it was year, a, yeah. It your was your second, because mm-hmm. at that time, I don't know if they still do it, but yeah. um, it was, it used to be on 59th Street in Manhattan. Yeah, Unfortunately, so they, Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great, a nice building, too. Right, great memories. <laughs> actually, the first time I saw Kayla again was when she was doing the Columbia program. And what's funny was, I wasn't really supposed to see her, but I did. Because my job at the time, well, we had a job meeting. So I was doing my summer job at the time. And coincidentally, um, when Kayla did the program, like some of my other friends did it too. Um, that year, which was 2005, and that was my first year at the Morris Heights Health Center um, for pediatrics in the Bronx. And I had a day off, but it was a meeting, job meeting, um, with the Lighthouse Agency that helped me get the job and yeah, everything. Yeah, the job placement, mm-hmm. the placement agent. Yeah. yeah, so as the meeting was, well, before the meeting started, I remember specifically, because the group was downstairs, and I was like, wait a minute. I recognize a few people that look very familiar. And I walked up to Kayla. I was like, hey, I haven't seen you in like so long. And I gave her a big old hug and everything. And I saw a lot of my friends. I'm like, I got to go because I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> Why do you guys be here? <laughs> so like after that, um, I think you had changed your house number at the time or you had – Something so I had, we, I had a cell phone. Yeah, at the so time. we yeah so I, we I think I gave number. my cell phone yeah. number. So we exchanged numbers again, and then from there we just started talking. And then, um, what kind of helped our relationship grow was the fact that she came to my high school yeah. for, for a year. Of course, your ninth grade year, and also yeah. for yeah, yeah. I didn't realize at the time it was yeah. a year, but you know. it's okay. Yeah, she came in my high school, which made me so happy. But I was so sad because I didn't know they were moving at the yeah. time yet. Yeah, it was like it just came about right. suddenly, like <laughs> the end. Of, well, it was like fall of two thousand seven, getting but, into the you know when you know when you're reg- I guess when like, they're sending out the this class schedule and yeah, the, the cards and like exactly. oh man, so, like, and then we're I moving. Was, <laughs> so I was in my senior year when she came which was cool because it was great but it was also sad because it was my last year of high school and she just so happened (laughs) to be here and uh december of that year i was having an 18th birthday party and i've never hung out with kayla outside of school before So, like, I decided, I was like, you know what? I've known this girl for a while now. I think it's time we kind of hang out. I think you tried to invite me, but it was like, it just, yeah, it It was like. It was never, like, not because, it was just weird. (laughs) Like, a lot of stuff didn't happen, but I didn't mind it. So, I was just like, you know what? Let me try again. I wanted, you know, it was a big year for me because I was turning 18. 
and it was my last year of high school. So I was like, you know what? I want to have a party. <laughs> so I invited a few of my close friends, you know, her being one of them. I think and it was me, Naila. Yes. Um, Naila is also one of my best friends, which I'll talk a little bit about her as well. Um, there was also like a couple of other people who I'm still close with to this day. Some not so much anymore, but majority I still am very close with. Um, I also had my family there, so it was it was a great time. And Kayla had a great time at my house. It was it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, it, it was, was fun. a lot of fun. Like, uh, cause my house used to be like the fun house. Like all my friends would come. Like I would always do something around my birthday. And there was only one year I didn't do anything. But for as long as Kayla's known me, I've always did something for my birthday. I always had a a little get together or something. <laughs> um, yeah, my house was like that too. Like yeah. my when I was younger, my mom used to do like the theme birthday. I, I remember for my eighth birthday was Teletubbies. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. I remember you about that. Oh yeah. my god, it was. I heard that you had a great time. With yeah, that. Was, that was yeah. Cool. And then my let me see. My ninth birthday was Pokemon. I I think I tried to invite you to that. Yeah, but, but my yeah my parents didn't know her yeah. well enough yet. Because I and like one of our other friends, well, one who um, I still keep in contact, I had her over my house. But it was oh, because to get your parents to have that you have friends over, at least at that age, it's a little tough because they don't know the parents, which yeah. is understandable. Like they don't know the parents that well yeah, or the friend or they, the friends, at least like, know the parent or the they friend. know the friends, but they don't know them like well to be like, oh, well. They can come over and things like that or whatever. But but the after that 18th birthday party, that kind of helped solidify our friendship a bit because it helped us grow closer. And I was happy to, you know, um, have her and everything and have all my friends there. After that, um, we didn't really hang out after. No. Like, life just happened. We talked, like, on, the, we yeah. talked on the phone a lot. Like yeah. a lot. Like I went off to college at the time. I moved. <laughs> and I was and going I, to. And at the time, Accessoid was still fairly new to me. I was like two years in using it. So I didn't know if they even went to where she was living at the time. I didn't know either up until. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It was funny. I didn't know. Well, the house I live in now, I've been living here for almost 15 years. years. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And. I'm glad that they come here because it's it's great because it helps me get to my job. Out, right. And she can come here. Yeah, so exactly. Like, but like but at the time we were like we've always wanted to hang out after we were like, how are we gonna, we gonna do, do this? That? Right. Yeah. And we would always make plans and we're like, wait a minute, how in the world is this gonna work out? Yeah. <laughs> and back then there was no Uber or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like if something was going on, I could always you know, call her and say, hey, I'm going through something or or even if she calls me, like she'll check in and she's like, hey, today, like I had a rough day. And I'm like, yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> like yeah. we had that type of friendship. And I had to say, like, she's and, you know, I've always said this, like she's always been one of my best friends that even if we're talking about something we always had like deep conversations or we had like if something's bothering her she'll be like i need your opinion on something and i'm like yeah. what is it <laughs> what is it tell me about it and like we'll give each other advice and that's that's what really helped us um 
maintain that, you know, and it's really special because like we said, it's not easy to have friends like that. It really, really, really isn't. So to have her be like one of the few friends that I can say, oh, she's my best friend. It's, it's really something. Um, it wasn't until 2019. That's when we really like got much closer. To yeah. Cause, and I, and th- it was then too that I realized, okay, I could take, I, t- that was when I took the accessory from like, your, yeah. ha- from my house to your house. And it was pretty quick. It, I yeah, expected it longer. But I like, really oh. thought so too. And it was great because, you know, I had invited her out. We all went to the pool. And we just spent, like, the whole day together and just reconnecting in the way we haven't connected before. Like, we've talked on the phone, but reconnecting with her in person was really awesome. Yeah. And that definitely, like, um, that definitely helped our friendship grow. Um, I missed a lot of milestones in her life. Like, she would tell me, like, oh, I graduated. I'm like, oh, wait. Or I'm going to... At the time, I was <laughs> I was in almost in my second year of um, I transfer I graduated from Nassau Community College in 2018, right. and right. then uh, fall 2018 I transferred to SUNY Old Westbury and did my degree in media and communication. So it was <laughs> it was getting into my second year already. Right. So. Yeah. So it was just a lot. Um, you know, her student college, her going through dating. Like she gave me a synopsis of what was going on. It wasn't until like things were happening that we kind of went into in depth like oh you went through that I didn't know you went through like there was just so many things we didn't know about each other at the time that we're just like wait you went through something like that I have no idea but it definitely helped us grow so Kayla um what did she what was your first impression you know what I I remember us meeting my first impression of you. You were very happy, bubbly. You were always very I mean, yeah, there were some moments where you you had your moments when you were sad, but everybody does. Mm-hmm. So, very happy, bubbly, <laughs> you know, like everyone can say that. Yeah. And just we were pretty good friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And always like Whenever I asked your opinion about something or even if you didn't know something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know, you should, you know, try this, this and see if it that. works. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I've been through something. If it was something that you've already been through, like, oh, you know, I did this, this or that. This and then, is like, what you should encounter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but OK, yeah, that's, but that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. OK, OK. Yeah, so it's it's great and 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 we're even working together yeah, so <laughs> that, like who would have thought that like <laughs> and another thing too before we really dive in to this topic is what and we're gonna talk about that too is how to separate your friendship from working together also because sometimes it can get a little messy depending on the person but we or even found, your family like right. if you work in a family we, business we found that we there are ways around that like if we're working we're working if it's something personal like we talk about that later on so we found little ways to mitigate that situation um i hope that works <laughs> for a lot of you if you are working with you know your friend or family it would it, it applies to anybody really um but like i said we've we've 
there are things we've been through separately and then now we're just experiencing a lot of things together so it's really great to have something someone like that yeah <laughs> and yeah who would have thought that we would have done this <laughs> together <laughs> that's <laughs> true um because i said when i you know had this idea in my head and wanted to conceive um this podcast i was like i want to work with someone who i have a great chemistry with um because there's not a lot of people that you will have that chemistry with in that sense so i was like who other than my best friend you know we and i even said like you know with my degree in media and communications and my audio Mm -hmm. editing and and at the time i was still learning and still learning to this day exactly you never stop learning guys no take it from us we never ever 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 stop learning yeah even you're working if you have a job learn as much as you can (laughs) experience as much as you can and then you can transfer it all and i I transfer my skills over here definitely definitely but i love working with kayla i'll be honest i love our energy together if we give each other constructive but also you know helpful feedback on what we can both contribute to you know the show and everything so that also helps our friendship too because we've never like not to say we never gave each other opinions on things but because it's so broad and we're both learning about each other still it's how we approach how we ask each other questions that also helps us grow too and also how to set boundaries Boundaries, like there are a lot of things like there's things you know I, I have boundaries for myself but also I'm sure she does as well so I respect that and I'll say hey okay if you don't want to talk about something right now we could always address it later or yeah. if I don't want to talk about something right now um I'll come back to it if it or if, so, if a hunt. topic that we want it's it's a broad Not topic, topic what right. do you, you know we need to figure out how we're gonna work work it out <laughs> All right, so that's a little backstory, but we will be talking more in detail about us. Yeah. Um, so my question is, well, to start this topic off specifically, um, which all friendships do, is you start in school, preschool, school, we'll kind of like... And we're, we're in back to school season, so yeah, that's so really that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in back to school season. So Kayla, um, I'll start with you. Yep. Um, so when you were... In preschool, was it easy for you to make friends? Honestly? Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly really didn't remember my preschool. I mean, well, it was whatever it wasn't, you can remember. Yeah, like, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was not hard for me to interact with other kids, you know. It, well, specifically kids that had the same disability yeah. as you. Was yeah. it hard for you? Was it like challenging? No, it, it actually wasn't, it wasn't challenging. It wasn't hard. It was pretty easy for me. Okay, that's yeah. that's good to hear. Like, yeah. who? Well, without naming anyone, yeah. but who specifically? Like, what was your first impression of the kids that you met? I mean, one of them had like this infectious laugh whenever he, you know, said whenever like, something laughed. stupid. <laughs> like, and okay. and there was one that was kind of like she she was kind of small like. Mm-hmm. Like, she was very quiet, very shy, but she would, mm-hmm. like, you know, 
okay. Very shy, quiet. I mean, you get to meet different personalities. That is true. Different, you know. Okay. See how they interact. Definitely. One of the, another one just like cried all the time, oh, but no. you know. But <laughs> well, cried, it happens. Whining. You're, you're a kid, so it happens. Yeah. Definitely. That's preschool for you. You're gonna meet the whiny kids. Of course. The, of course. The the kids. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? All right. All right. The bratty whiny kids. Of course, you're always gonna. There's always gonna be a couple of those um definitely so how for you since um you know you are visually impaired how was it learning as a preschool kid interacting with other preschool kids of that same caliber like was the teacher helpful in playtime like how was it play how was playtime i playtime i love playtime it's yeah it's always it's the best, always isn't circle it? time playtime yeah. like oh i love when they did circle time and playtime oh, at school okay. and when, when we did like when we went to the rec room to play and all that stuff oh nice and okay. like if we, and if you know kids you know they have a problem with sharing and you know something they're always gonna like, run into that so for those of you um, we'll talk about that more when I do like my parents when we do the parenting series a little bit yeah. in um, our relationship series to you know to, talk, to touch more on that for those of you who have children that are in preschool or a little older I think the learning how to share process should start at home if they have yeah. siblings um, I didn't have siblings so it's like, like you know but like and make sure the teacher or instructor you know if there's a problem you know have good communication with the teacher or the instructor because that also helps the child in that environment because it's hard it it's not easy you know learning these little things and skills so what I would suggest is always have good community, especially like we said it's back to school season pretty much everywhere in the country right now so if you have a child, whether they have a disability or not, but also teach them how to share with others, teach them um, things like that. So that way other kids won't feel left out or, you know, things like that. <laughs> okay. Is there any things that you learned while you were in high school um, that translated into later in life? Have knowing how to be friends with someone how did that kind of help um i don't think i really i mean other than your letters and your i mean i didn't really learn pretty much anything up until second grade okay, when okay. i transferred oh, okay okay yeah when i started learning more the braille and the contractions <laughs> and, and all that yeah. good stuff right yeah. right right but so you can say overall your time at preschool interacting with other kids it wasn't it wasn't a challenge no. at all no That's and you know come to realize sometimes the friends that you did have in preschool uh, kind of kindergarten out, right yeah and i mean yeah they 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 come to your other grades with you up until i don't know maybe high school, high school. that's then, the last stop really yeah <laughs> high school and then up until you graduate high school that's when i learned that okay you're not the friends you had, had in high school current you know. come and go yeah absolutely and you realize now like i see you know that you may think like oh they may turn out good in life you know oh, they no. might be successful right. but then right, right, come, right. To real, come to hello come to realize that no it doesn't <laughs> not always like that no absolutely especially within this community it's really absolutely we've it. yes we've seen it time and time again yeah. absolutely. and we are seeing it it's not like we've seen we are no. seeing it obviously yes <laughs> um all right so um for me 
um, when I went to the Queens Lighthouse, um, which was on Woodhaven Boulevard in, in Queens, it's no longer there, which I'm pretty sad for that as well. Um, I had some great memories there. For me, that was, I felt, um, cause you know, as a kid, you don't want to feel like you're the only one that's going through a disability. Um, because like I said, in my, um, in the second part of the introductory episode, when we introduced, you know, healing and everything, um, when I told my story a little bit, my parents wanted me to go to public, obviously go to, um, private school, but because not everyone knows that, but they wanted me to go to private school oh, first. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. With uh, the same private school um, that my sister went to because they start from uh, pre-K to about eighth grade. Oh, so it's like a... Yeah. So you keep going to, <laughs> until you hit 13. So you're basically there for 10 years. Oh. From the yeah. Age of three to the Valley 13. Stream schools, right. like when I moved out here, like mm-hmm. the high school, um, one of the... Well, I know one of the high schools is South High School. If you live in South Valley Stream okay. area, it's... Mm-hmm. From seven to twelfth grade, like oh, wow, wow, you had it that long. That's crazy, <laughs> and, like, and you don't have a like. That's that's kind of new. That was kind of new for me. Oh, and then, okay. And then here, well, I graduated from Valley Stream Central, which I was there for one year. Oh, okay, and it's okay. from tenth grade up until like twelfth grade. Okay, yeah. so that's okay. It's equivalent three years. Yeah, so but now the school they're <laughs> changing a little bit. Okay, that's they're good. Changing. That's always good to hear. Um. But yeah, no, but now the the grades like the, it, I think in Queens it used to be like what, first, first or second first through sixth six. grade. Now it's well, yeah, it was fifth. Now grade. they kind of changed a little bit, which we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Like, um, but my yeah, my parents wanted me to go. Uh, they were looking into it, but like I said, I don't know who they met when in that process of looking for schools for me. Um, cause I started school a little late <laughs> in the game. So, um, when they met this person, they found out, obviously I was, um, visually impaired. So they hooked them up with, um, contact information for the Queens Lighthouse program, yeah. the Lighthouse teen, um, pre-K program. Yeah. So I started obviously as a regular, it's basically a regular school year. So I started in September. Um, I think of 1991. Wow. Oh, wow. 91? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think I, started... I don't remember the date, but I yeah. do remember well, the year. <laughs> kind of. I think I started in like what? 94, I think. Oh, wow. I okay. So when I, um, so when I first started, you know, I was kind of nervous. Obviously you're in a new environment without your parents. So, um, for me it was, the first day was a little interesting because I Obviously, that was my first time on a school bus yeah. ever. <laughs> so, like, um, being three years old, it, it's a little nerve-wracking um, of going to a new place without your parents, <laughs> essentially. Um, but on the bus, I saw other kids that were like me. I'm like, oh, wow. In your head, you're like, oh, my God, you're not the only one anymore. So, like, that was great. Um, so, you know, you had breakfast time and then like the whole day was like playtime for everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was like basically I was learning about more about my visual impairment by, you know, the instructors there were super awesome. Oh my gosh. They were the best. Um, obviously we had the rec room 
We got to ride like little bikes in the hallway. Oh yeah, that, that was, was fun. Like, the best that was thing fun. for me ever. Um, I was like, "Who? I'm in a room where I can play with toys all day. This is great. <laughs> this is awesome." But for me, I met some of the friends that I'm still friends with today. Which again, like Kayla just said, a lot of times that doesn't always translate well. But for me, it's a different story because one of my um, best friends who I still talk to, I met her at preschool. I met her, we're the exact same age. I met her, um, but she's three months older than me. But we both, you know, got to know each other a little bit. It was kind of weird, the interaction, because, you know, you're a three-year-old. Like, three-year-olds play around a lot, so... That's what we did. And I met another good friend of mine. Um, I met a lot of uh, people at preschool. Um, You know, I met a few of them that I'm still very, very close with to this day um, here. So my impression of them was that, like, each of them had their own, you know, little personalities and everything. A lot of them I didn't see again until years later. But I still maintained a friendship with, like, a lot. Because we, we it's remarkable that we still remembered what we did. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe we did that. Like, um, but for me, I got to, I got to, it wasn't hard for me to make friends, to be honest. Um, that's how, that's why I still have some of those friends to this day. Because, um, you know, I like to get to know people. Yeah. And if, you know, if things click, then, yeah, we'll become friends, whatever we bonded over. Some of them I didn't really get to know until um, I was a little older, so I got to know them better, and, you know, I learned different things about them. So that was that was a great experience for me yeah. in terms of that was, like, my first real encounter of meeting other kids that were either visually impaired or totally blind. And that, for me, opened my eyes a little bit because I'm like, oh, so I'm not the only kid. Okay, great. I don't feel like I'm anymore. I don't feel, like, weird or anything like that. So it, it was a great time. It was a really great time for me. Mm-hmm. And that also helped, like, you know, with my skills of being around other kids that had the same disability as me. Um, which a lot, like, these days, a lot of children don't have that, which is, you know, for me, that's a little disappointing because that's how they, you know, how do you expect for them to know what that's like if you're not around other children that have that? So for me, I would, I will always cherish that time because, um, you know, like I said, my instructors were great. I've learned, you know, like I've learned my my letters. <laughs> my playtime was great. Oh, nap time was the best. Oh yeah. my god, I loved nap Sometimes time. Sometimes go around at nap time too. I know, <laughs> like I still remember, like our nap uh, time was like nap- the teacher's lunch time. Yeah, it was fun. Like they took out these little beds. Oh my They're god, like cots. Cot They're like little cots. Yeah. I thought it was so cute. Um, my time. At, at that lighthouse was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> and I, like I said, I made a lot of friends yeah. there. Like we had like a n- couple memories I have of that is 
one of the kids that I met, they had a birthday party. So, like, their dad came and brought a big old cake. So, like, we all, like, got to have some cake. Christmas time, like, before Christmas time, we had, like, a little Christmas party. It was awesome. And, like, when I graduated, or, like, a few weeks before I graduated from the program, um, I got, like, this, like, big box of toys. <laughs> it was oh. so awesome. Like, I still remember, like, mm-hmm. box of toys. And, and I got to graduate with my friends, like, because it was two years from pre-K and um, three and four. So, yeah. I left at four years old, and it was great, but I was kind of sad because I thought I would never see my friends again, and then come to find out, when I started my other school, a lot of them came with me, so that was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I remember my experience at that Queen's Lie, I think I was there maybe three, I don't remember, but I remember graduating from that Queen's Lie house Mm -hmm. at seven years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you were there for pre-K and kindergarten. Oh, really? I didn't, I know, I went to a different school. Yeah, I went to, uh, mm -hmm. I was there for three and four, and then I went to kindergarten. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think I did pre-K and kindergarten at that Queen's Lie house. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think they had a kindergarten program at the time. I don't remember. I'm, wow. I'll have to ask my mom. But oh I think, wow. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. that's. I think cool. I remember up from there up mm-hmm. until high. I graduated high school. That's as that's high all as you I can yeah. yeah. And then college, of course. But, wow! You know. Wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. like, as you got older, how did versus what we just talked about? meeting other kids that had the same disability as us how was that different from meeting kids as a pre-k student well i mean when i went into second grade i mean yeah you meet different kids you know Mm -hmm. some of the kids that you went to pre pre pre-k and kindergarten with right they some of them travel with you but also you meet other kids Mm -hmm. that are either um that been to that school to the school that you're going to right. a year or two l- longer than mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so y- you meet those kids and some of them could be mean some of them could be <laughs> you know they got their own little at that point i guess they start having their little clicks yeah that's what happens too especially i've noticed that um being in the blind and visual impaired community i've noticed we like to create our own little like <laughs> i mean people do that's that it's too. not just the blind community it's like everyone yeah but i've noticed that more with like um with us because i don't know what it is but i feel like that happens a lot especially as we got older i've noticed that more and i'm like wait why are you <laughs> like okay it's it's just it's just something i've noticed more often than not but mm. something to keep in mind <laughs> yeah and then when i moved out to valley stream in mm-hmm. 2007 mm-hmm. i was fine i was kind of it was different for me like i you know at that point you're 16 years old you're 11th grade in mm-hmm. high school you, right and you're so used to being in that crowd where you you at that point you have all your friends right. all your school friends right, and then right, you right. move in the middle of that that's and so then how did you you know handle that because like um i was talking about with us we stayed in contact Mm -hmm. so were they there were people that you were close with that you stayed in contact with when you moved or did that all change that i mean 
with you didn't change okay <laughs> but when I, when i moved and started meeting people like mm-hmm. they i mean they were okay but they were like i don't know maybe there was just like stuff there that yeah yeah <laughs> and i didn't unfortunately didn't stay in touch with oh. i mean maybe one of them but it was she's you know okay we'll just keep it at that okay but, okay but um yeah, I mean, I started to notice, like, when you're in high school, people have their own cliques already. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard for me to meet make, people. Meet people and make friends in high school. Okay. Yeah, and, okay. and, and at that particular high, high school. Central wasn't too bad. Okay, I, okay. I, <laughs> I was close with somebody at Central. But <laughs> okay. But, um, and then when going to college, mm-hmm. that is a whole other... That's a whole other yeah. minefield to walk through. Yeah, because <laughs> when... At that point, you're not you're not just with people that have your disability anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you may have meet a few people here or there, but mm-hmm. when you're in that and you're trying to learn how to navigate that, it's just how did you handle that? When I mean, you got to college, like I just kind of, I mean, did you make? Well, let me pose this question yeah. better. Did you make friends in college that you're still? friends with now or was it like a touch and go situation most of it was a touch and go okay but i when i went to old westbury that's when i got involved in the college radio station and that's Mm -hmm. why what brought me here today right 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 absolutely yeah so okay but when i was at the community nassau community i mean they were the people were nice but Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it because when you're you know i mean i had one friend there at nassau Okay. And and I, I did a few clubs here and there, you mm-hmm. know, to get involved just to see, you know. Just to see how that is. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it so to sum that yeah. up like I just did I stayed away from like the big, the big student clubs. unions yeah. and the right. student union for me was like a it was like a big crowd of people. I'm like, Oh god, I feel <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That but makes, that old Westbury sense. when I got to Old Westbury was a whole other experience mm-hmm. for me because mm-hmm. I, I was involved in the college radio station. Right. I was taking classes to for my degree and so pursuing what I'm really interested in. Okay. All right, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. good to know. Um from myself, as I got older some of the same friends came with me to first grade. Um, actually, before that, kindergarten, I should say. Um, you know, like I said, one of my other best friends who I'm still talking to to this day, um, she came with me to kindergarten. I met two new people, and we kind of clicked. Um, some, I'm one of them I'm still kind of reconnecting with because I didn't really get to know them the way that I got to know Kayla, the way that I got to know some of my other friends. So now I am, you know, now that I'm older, now that I'm an adult and we both went through things, like I'm getting to know them better outside of what I was doing before. So that's, that's a great feeling. Um, and another person that I met, like, we're not close but we're friendly and that happens too like you're not gonna click with everybody you're not going to um you're not gonna have the same relationships with everybody it's it's not it's not like that yeah somebody once told me that you have this person i talked to he has different levels of friendship with different people that's the same so level that i have yeah. like for very very close friends it's at the top yeah <laughs> Like for, for 
friends that I'm just friends with, but I don't divulge any personal details of my life. Yeah. That's for those people and they know who they are. Yeah. And then they're like acquaintances where I, you know, I'm friendly with them. You know, I say hi and bye. We may hang out here or there, but but you don't, it's not the people you invite to your house. No, it's it's definitely not. Because your house is a privilege, not a saloon. Exactly. (laughs) Which I've been living by that for years because, you know, with Kayla, she's definitely one of my best friends. So I was more than happy to have her come over and you know see how I live outside of us seeing each other at school which was great you know it was great seeing each other but yeah. and she comes here and she sees how I you know yeah how her, her family dynamic is versus yeah. ours like it's like we said before our family dynamics are very similar so it makes me feel like oh I'm at my house too I'm just at her house but I feel like I'm at home because the way her parents interact with each other is kind of the same way how my mom and dad were so it definitely has that same feeling um there are very few people I invite over to my house especially if I'm very close with them so I definitely live by that um you know as again as I got older I met more new people um there was this one particular friendship which I will talk talk about um I'm no longer friends with this person but at the time when I met them, we sort of had similar interests. Actually, I met her in third grade. So <laughs> being, um, you know, I had just came back from a summer vacation and I had just started that school too. So when I got to PS223, which that's where I met Kayla as well, um, two years before she got there, I got there in 1997 um, I was turning nine, so a lot of the same friends that I've been kind of bouncing from school to school with, <laughs> because, like we said before, a lot of the schools they don't they don't have the services that we need, so we have to go to specific schools that have teachers already trained in that field to for them to teach us, you know. So that's why we kept on bouncing from one school to another but this particular school that Kayla and I both went to I got to stay there for four years so that was the longest I've ever spent at an elementary school um that was great (laughs) because I got to I left there at 12 I started at age nine and I left there at 12 years old yeah me too I I started at age eight going into age nine and then yeah so it was, I guess it depends when your birthday falls on yeah. too. So it's like so technically, since my birthday is towards the end of that year, that's why I always say my actual age versus the age I was currently turning into that age that I am. So I would say, oh, I started at nine, but I was eight and a half. Yeah, me too. I, I was, was at that. I was at that point. <laughs> but I left um, at tw- currently at that time. I left at age twelve, but I was turning thirteen. So when I started junior high school, I was three months away from turning uh, 13 years old. Yeah, um, yeah I my birthday <laughs> is at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, so it's that way, <laughs> that's why she can say the actual age that she is, because her birthday yeah. is actually the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, so. so when I met this girl, um, we both just like with me and Kayla, like, we both liked music. Um, we both you know, like a lot of different things. So like 
like Kayla, I used to see her every day at school. So, like, I got to know her. I got to know how she was and everything. And uh, during that time, we grew close as well. But what this was a happy, I guess, at the time, this was kind of a happy accident. Um, There was one day, it was a weekend, actually. And I remember this very clearly. It was a weekend. Um, you know, I'm just at home, you know, getting ready, like enjoying my weekend and getting ready for school uh, then on Monday, that Monday. And, you know, at the time we used to call each other, like we were little kids calling each other on the phone. So, like, <laughs> she calls me and, you know, she was like, hey, um, because I remember I had told her my address or something and... She was like, oh, hey, I think my uncle lives in your neighborhood. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't think anything of it, all right? I had no idea what was about to happen <laughs> a few hours later. So, like, we're talking about everything and nothing. And I get a knock, you know, I get a, the, the bell rings. Mm -hmm. And my dad, and I remember clearly, my dad was like, oh, you have a surprise. I was like huh <laughs> like what is it like I'm rushing down the stairs and everything and kind of find out it was her and her dad oh wow and I was like oh my god what are you guys doing here <laughs> like and like you know my dad finally got to meet her and I you know I've met her dad before because parent teacher meetings and thing like that but it was the first time seeing each other outside of school um, so that was kind of cool, you know, we hung out, and we, and ever since then, she was invited over to my house and everything. As we got older, our friendship was tested a lot, um, I have to say, very long story short, but as I got older, our friendship was tested in many, many, many different ways, um, but, um, there was, you know, the final straw that kind of broke the camel's back as it were was that an incident happened not to say an incident but something happened and that kind of ended our friendship for good um because it was an on and off friendship for years but it really like ended uh 15 years ago wow but it like just to put that mildly like that that's that's the crazy part but aside from that particular friendship like um there's another one too that just uh, fairly recently took a turn but we'll go into that in another episode but um but like we said before a lot of the long-standing friendships are very rare and you know Kayla and a few others are one of a few that I can say like yeah we may have had our issues but it was nothing where our friendship couldn't be fixed or things couldn't be talked about so uh you know I met a lot of different people over like the course of my life like when I got to high school even junior high school some of the same friends were there but I also met a couple of new friends, which was great. You know, they were actually fully sighted, but they had other disabilities or they had 
other things going on with them that, you know, made it hard for them to make friends. So I made friends with them. Some of them I don't talk to anymore because, you know, you you grow apart amicably. It's not something they did, but it just happens. It's life. life yeah, it's life. Life, life happens. happens, right. <laughs> but um, particularly uh, when I got into the Columbia program, I made a lot of new friends. <laughs> so aside from the ones I already met, um, whether I met them through different people, and we'll talk about that. There's different types of friendships of how you create friendships. You either meet them through existing friendships that you have, or you meet them, you know, yourself. You meet them yourself. And a lot of times for me, my friendships, I met you know, a lot of them myself. The rest I met through other friendships. Even to this day, like, I'm still meeting people. There's people I talk to. There's people I'm very close with. And then, like we said, there's different levels for different people. Um, That's a little bit of <laughs> my story of how I, you know, navigated that. When I got to high school, too, I it was easy for me, too, to meet friends. Um, I made a lot of friends in high school, um, but again, life happens, so you don't keep in contact with all of them, but the friends I still do have, they understand my disability, which was great because I didn't want to be treated any differently, and I wasn't when I got to high school. I was treated like any other kid, but, you know, there were some, obviously, there were some special accommodations when it came to taking exams and things like that so that actually helped um you know like I was in a regular classroom with many different kids and yeah I loved it because I I was outside of our little bubble as it were so that kind of helped me meet new people and have new experiences like and things like that and um that was easy for me to make friends in high school and even when I got to college, like, there's one girl, there's, like, two two girls I still talk to from a lot of people that I met um, in college that I'm still close with to this day. So, it, life happens, you know? You just, you're going to have different people in and out of your life. Some will stay, and a lot will go. But the important thing is on how you maintain those friendships that you currently have. It's not easy because, you know, you both are either you both or a group of you are going through so many different things at one time. So you have to, you know, be supportive and try to be there as much as you can. And it's it's not always easy. Your friendships will be tested a lot. <laughs> and what I would say is if you're lucky enough to, again, if you're lucky enough to find someone or a group of people that you have you know a bond with then I think that's really special especially for us because it's not easy to make friends even now even as adults it's not easy it's not easy I mean you're gonna go be going through different parts of your life now I just started working Mm -hmm. it's my first real job and I'm meeting I'm meeting new people and I do have a co-worker who I'm really close with so I'm and I'm really grateful for that she's you know, for her showing me like 
getting to know the neighborhood around my job, mm-hmm. finding places to eat. You oh, know, nice. and now I can go to some of those by myself. Okay. So it's that's awesome. Yeah. And also you want to do it to a point where you feel like you don't want to be too dependent on this person. Right. Like you want to. Right. And I, you know, and I, she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I'm going to do it myself. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> that's what you're there. You're there to learn. And, and I see like this other person that I'm also that's also working is mm-hmm. she is so dependent. And I. Uh, wow. That, that I, I'm sure that. That, that puts, like a lot of yeah and it's like and i see how much i can do and and it's not i don't think it's her fault it's more no. like her her upbringing maybe yeah. or things like that but yeah. but it's just so sad to see her mm-hmm. so limited and you know and i see like you know like there's a mcdonald's like three blocks away from my job oh my gosh. and i heard that she had ordered i guess mcdelivery or something Uber oh, Eats wow. or something. Like, oh my gosh wow and, and it was like how did that happen like how did she do that i wonder uh. how she, <laughs> like, oh, like she's very limited and, and you know i i mean yeah it's one thing to do mobile order and mm-hmm. go and pick it up right quick. absolutely but you save a lot of money that that's way. true <laughs> so okay so to ask a question um have you ever met someone um, currently? Where have you made friends with in the strangest of places that you've met someone? Um, to let me rephrase that. <laughs> like if you're on a train and you meet someone, did that end up being someone you became friends with or it's just, you know, it just didn't happen. Because there are different ways to meet friends also. Yeah. Like, you can meet them on paratransit. It too. I yeah, mean, you still got to be wary of wary people. Of, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, there are, on the, on the while you're walking Think, somewhere. Yeah. If you're walking. Anywhere, yeah. Yeah. You can meet people while you're walking out to lunch. You step out of your office and go out uh, for lunch uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, but I've never had that happen. Oh, but, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I, I met... Um, this girl she's fully sighted but i met her in the weirdest of places i met her on the train um this was like seven years ago but i met her on the train because she was helping me um and i noticed something about her and i was like you know what i want to get to know her more because she sounds really cool she sounds interesting and we exchanged numbers and we've been friends ever since so sometimes it's a rarity but it does happen um, you know, like she was very helpful with me and everything. So I, I decided, Hey, you know what? I want to get to know her more. So, yeah. I mean, you're going to encounter people that, like, yeah. while you're walking. Exactly. Like, oh, do you need help crossing the street? I'm like, and I'm yeah. Like, yeah. And then you end up talking about something and you're like, wait. Yeah. Or sometimes you won't end up talking. No, sometimes no. It's just it's help just you and weird, go. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's many ways, which we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little more. There are many different ways you meet people. And some of those can turn into friendships. Some of those, not so much. Yeah. Some of them are could even be connections. Yeah. Like for networking. For networking like, as well. Like take numbers and then if you need, you know. If like, you need help or anything like that, they're or there. Or if, if you know something, like, oh, you know. Like, oh, yeah, that can help you. So, yeah, that that actually um, helps with that. Um, Is there anything else we want to talk about in our introduction to friendships? I think that's it. Um. 
Uh, so I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I know it was kind of long again. Long again, right? a, a lot of storytelling, and of course we backtracked a little bit, but yes. you know, it's, and it's fine. we got to answer some of your questions. And this is a running theme with us. We will always have a lot of stories to tell, but that's the whole point, right? Is yeah. to share our experiences with you guys, mm-hmm. and for you guys to tell us like what your experiences are like. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're so happy that you gave us questions, and we answered them as best as we can and Mm. if again if we left something out in answering these questions please email us um and follow us again on instagram yep the blind spot on instagram and and, and, um well oh and another thing um for those of you who are on instagram we will be posting our content to our ig stories as well so if you you know, if you don't have Spotify, Apple, or any other way to listen to this podcast, um, that that was an idea that I thought about <laughs> recently um, when talking to Halo about this. Um, when you go to our stories, there should be like a play button or something. Um, I've never tried it, yeah. but it's like I've. Done. I mean, it'll post the content to yeah. share, but if there are um, ways where you can listen then that's that way we have more engagement so that's going to be another addition we'll be adding but again please email us at the blind spot at gmail.com yeah well don't put at it's the blind spot at gmail.com and follow us on instagram um in the future we will be talking about creating a facebook page as well so that'll be in more talks with that but um we want to thank you guys for listening i know it was a long (laughs) one yeah but we try to give you as much information as we can yeah and uh, as much backstory as we can too because that's very important for you guys (laughs) exactly so this was our introductory to talking about friendships um for our next episode we're gonna dive in a little bit more into how to maintain these friendships and also, um, we're going to be talking about going out with your friends. How does that, you know, work? And either going to social events or anything like that. Or when is it a good time to start inviting them to events that you're having? Mm-hmm. When is it the best time to, especially if you're going through like milestones in your life, when is it a good time to do that? When is it a good time to tell them things about yourself um we're gonna be diving into that a little bit more so again i want to thank you guys for listening i'm melissa outdoor and i'm kayla aliquin and, and this, this was the, the blind, blind spot. spot bye guys bye <laughs>